0: You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? We are back here for another edition of Locked On Tigers. I am, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Wednesday, December 1st. Happy December, everybody. Um... Javi Baez is a Detroit Tiger. It is official. Six years, $140 million. Um, A lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. A lot to go over. And uh, and we will cover everything. We are going to, in this show, we're going to cover his his numbers, his stats, what kind of player we're going to be getting. Go over the contract details. um, And go over some of the, the the pros and cons of this i guess you would say um um i i do not expect my uh i don't even want to say that I, I i want to cover all the bases i i want to get i want to cover why people are excited i want to cover why uh some people might be disappointed or underwhelmed i guess would be a better word uh there's there's a lot <laughs> The signing, signing means a lot to, to a lot of people, to an entire fan base. So um, we are going to go over everything. Absolutely everything here on Locked on Tigers. Thanks for making Locked on Tigers your first listen every day. Free and available on all platforms. All right, Javier Baez. He is a Detroit Tiger for the next two years at least. Um, his deal was 140 million over six years with an opt out after two okay so that's 23.3 right 23 and a third uh million dollars a year uh he has an opt- out after two um erod has a has a similar thing where he can opt out javi also has a no trade clause where he can pick 10 teams a year. To not be traded to, so it's not a full no trade clause; it's a limited one, um, but but interesting nonetheless. I can't imagine that we are going to trade Javier Baez. Uh, that that doesn't seem like something that is that is remotely uh, feasible. Even if even if he can't hit for Diddley squad, I, I I can't imagine us Trade unless Ryan Kreidler hits 700 in triple I really can't imagine a, a reality where um Javi Baez gets traded, so I don't think that will come into effect uh too terribly much, at least in the first you know, whatever three or four years of that deal. And 23 million dollars a year is 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 a fine, that's whatever that I like. I, I'm barely going to talk about that, that's fine, like it's it's not a not an overpay, not an egregious, oh my goodness, what are you doing, overpay, but uh, certainly not an underpay either. It's also like what he's making, the 23 mil, that has that is, that is very little to do with with anybody's opinion on this. That That's fine, whatever. Um, okay, so what type of player is Javier Baez? Uh, not that he's some unknown guy, I'm pretty sure. Everybody, especially if you're listening to this, you probably have a decent understanding of the kind of player that Javier Baez is, but we're going to go over it uh, and, and just talk about what we can expect from him, what he's done in the past, etc. Okay, so his offense, um, his offense is, is, it, it's wild. It's a, it's a wild, wild ride. Um, the... Career numbers. If you were to average out his his career numbers from 2014, when he first broke into the bigs, all the way to last season, um, you're getting a just barely slightly above average league average hitter as far as like runs created and stuff. His his uh, weighted runs gridded plus WRC plus. So uh, that is just runs created. However, it is on a scale of 100. So 100 is completely league average. Uh, anything more than that is what percentage above league average you are at at in the runs created stat. Anything below that is the percentage um, of, of that that you are below league average in. His career WRC Plus is 103. So... If you if you average out all of his offensive production in his entire career, you are getting someone who is three uh, percent above league average from twenty fourteen to twenty twenty one. So not a not some Uber. Now he's he's shown the ability to be way better than that, and he's also shown the ability to be pretty comfortably less than that. Right? I mean, in, in twenty eighteen, he had a phenomenal offensive season that was. Uh, that was his best his best season of his career that was that was a, a really really solid season five and a half F war uh, and his WRC plus that season was 131 in a full season he played 160 games that year so you' you're you have the upside you have the ability for him to be as as high as 31 percent above a league average hitter uh, but then you also have you have one, two, three, four years in his, what, seven-year career where he was below 100. Um, 2014, he only played 52 games and he was a rookie, so we'll even give him the benefit of the doubt there and, and kind of throw that out to the curb because um, that, that was he was well under there, but we, we won't even count that one. 2015, uh, he, I guess he only played 28 games in 2015 too, but had a 97 WRC+. plus. 2016, the Cubs World Series year, he had a 94, 2017, 98, 2020 was also a shortened season, but he had 55, Uh, 2018 we already talked about, that's 131, and then 2019 he had a 112, and then in 2021, this season, he had a 116 WRC+. So, I mean, again, like he has the ability to be solid, but if you're averaging out his whole career... It's it's pretty much a barely above league average uh, hitter. Now that also does not indicate he he's complicated. <laughs> that that's going to be a reoccurring theme throughout this whole thing. Is this is very complicated. This is uh, not as not as simple as as a, a, in a positive light or not as simple in a negative light. Um, a, a lot of this is is conflicting and and complicated. Not necessarily a negative thing, just just it is. Um, so the offense, he he goes up there with the intention to swing the bat. Man, uh, you're you're talking about a guy who has a career K percentage of 29.3, and the last two years has been 32, and then in 2021 was 33 and a half. Okay, so you're you're talking about a guy who's going to strike out a lot. I mean I mean you're you know borderline one of every 3 at bats is going to end in a strikeout and that is that is not going to change that is that is definitely not going to change uh, and then his walk percentage he he's not going to draw very many walks a a 4.8 career walk percentage in 2021 he had a 5.1 in the shortened season of 2020 he had a 3 and in 2019 he had a five. So you're you're getting around a, a five, just below five walk percentage. Uh, his walk numbers but like in his career, his walk numbers, as far as just the straight up total number of walks drawn. Uh, in 2021, he drew 28 walks in the shortened season, 59 games in 2020. He drew seven 2019-28, 2018-29, so it, you're going to get like a, a t- mid to high 20s walk total. That That's pretty much guaranteed. He has not really wavered from that over the last almost five years now. So that, that's what you're going to expect. Now, on the flip side of that, he's going to strike out a ton, and he is, he is not going to draw very many walks, uh, but he, he's going to hit the ball hard he's going to hit the ball damn hard. Uh a, a career isolated slugging percentage of 2.12 is damn good. That that's hitting the ball, that's hitting the ball really damn hard. And it's it's a lot <laughs> I, again, it's a lot more complicated than he, he's really a player that it's difficult to look at averages. <clears throat> I guess is what I'm trying to say. And and we'll get into that on the other side of the break here, but uh in 2021 Average exit velocity of 67th percentile, top third of the league, hard hit percentage, 74th percentile, almost the top quarter of the league. Um, but then you look at his like weighted on base is under 50th percentile, 45th percentile. Uh, but his expected slugging is almost 70th percentile, Bearish barrel percentage 85th percentile in 2021. Uh so he he's gonna barrel the ball up. He's gonna hit the ball hard when he hits it. Uh, it's just, he, he's not, you know, don't expect him to hit it every single time he goes up there. K percentage in the third percentile, 97% of baseball struck out less and walk percentage in the sixth percentile, 94% of baseball walked more. Okay. We'll get into everything else that comes with Javier Baez after this, but first I got to talk to you guys about built Bar. How, this holiday season, grab the protein bar That tastes like a candy bar or even better than that candy bar built bar filled with so much holiday goodness rich with decadent flavor covered in chocolate but amazingly low in calories sugar net carbs and fat and high in protein you get the best of both worlds delicious and healthy so many flavors you'll have a hard time choosing we have raspberry and mint brownie cherry or double chocolate cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie Built bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those mall doors and battle the holiday shoppers. If you're just standing in endless shopping lines, Bilt Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. So throw one in your pocket or purse. You never know when you're going to need it. And because it is the season of peace and love, don't bring up your favorite Bilt Bar flavor at family's parties. People are so passionate about their favorite flavors. They'll fight for it. And things might get out of hand. Your friends with Santa? Well... Tell Santa to throw in a few Bilt Bars in the stockings. With many flavors, they'd make anyone's Christmas morning a happy one. Want to cozy up with something warm? Here's a holiday secret. Dip your Bilt Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa. Let it melt a little bit and give your beverage an extra bit of that amazing Bilt Bar flavor. Plus, you'll have a nice melty Bilt Bar to go with it. So Be sure to have a couple of napkins on hand. Like some of those marshmallowy treats around the holidays, You need to get your hands on Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors, all covered in chocolate. They taste so good, you won't believe that they're filled with protein. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off of your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, everybody. We are back here for segment two of locked on Tigers. I am your host, Scott Bentley. The Tigers have signed Javier Baez to a six-year deal with an opt-out after two. So we've kind of talked about his offense, and it's I I, I bring up his career averages because that is a, a very easy thing to look at and point to and say this is what he is. But he he's so much more complicated than that. He really is. Because Javi Baez is a man of of streakiness, right? Javi Baez is somebody that, that throughout a, a season is going to be really, really bad at the plate. And then he's going to have weeks and, and maybe even months where he is absolutely incredible at the plate. And the reason for that Is we kind of talk about it to a watered down extent with Jonathan Scope, right? He swings, he goes up there with the intention to swing the bat. He's not going to draw a walk. He's going up there to swing, he's going up there to take a hack. So when you have someone who plays the game that way, inevitably you are going to have a lot of hot and cold stretches. You're going to have a lot of stretches where Pitchers are hitting their spots, and and they're throwing breaking balls out of the zone, and they're going to swing and miss at them. That's just going to happen, right? So so you are going to get a lot of cold stretches, but you're also going to get a couple of weeks stretch or whatever where where he goes absolute gangbusters. I mean, if we if we just take a look at last season. Right, because that's the the easiest thing to to take a look at. If we just take a look at last season, his OPS by month. Right, in April seven eighty, in May eight fifty five, in June six zero four, with a two thirty one on base percentage, in July nine ten, in August six seventy one, and in September nine eighty one. So <laughs> OPS plus by month 119 137 62 142 82 164 So you are, you are just getting such a uh all it that's why averages are so difficult with him because it, like if you average all that out you're going to get a, a like I said a, a for most seasons, you're going to get, okay, you're a, a round league average hitter. Now, last season, his averages were actually well above league average, even with the, the dips of June and August for him. Um, but it's it's really hard to average out Javi Baez's numbers because he he's such a streaky hitter. And he's, he's all over the place. And and like I said, it's it's if as long as you think about it more in the sense of, oh, he's on one of those tears, he's going to be around this. Or he's on one of those slumps, he's going to be around this for a little bit. I think that's a better way to view him than, oh, let's take a look at his season numbers. Because he is uh, a free hacking, swing at damn near anything kind of an approach. And, and he's going to go through nebs and flows. Okay, okay. The other thing, um, shortstop and second base. He's a solid defender, right? He's a he's a good defender. And the the OPS last season at second base, he hit nine fifty nine at second and seven seventy two at short. That does have a lot to do with the fact that he was just playing second base with the Mets when he got hot and had that good second half. Outside of August, and then the first half of the season, he was playing short when he when he wasn't hitting as well. So that that's mostly what that has to do. But a lot of people wanted to point that out. Um, I he he's been a shortstop for a long time. I'm I'm not I'm not super worried about his uh, uh, offensive numbers at what position he plays. I'm I'm pretty content with with whatever. But we're getting a solid defender. He was in an 82nd percentile and outs above average. Uh, which is a, a pretty solid and newer defensive metric um, so one of the one of the top what 2018 in the top 18 percentage percentile in uh, in all of baseball and outs above average defensively his defensive runs saved which is a stat that we like here on the show and, and use relatively often we're looking at his DRS at shortstop by season um, he he has the peak, he has the ability to be the best defender on the planet. Um, but in the course of his entire career, he has actually done that just one season. So that's the, again, we're, we're talking about a, a dude who at his best can be a dog. If, if he puts the defense together and and has way more hot stretches than he does cold stretches like in the second half with, with the Mets of, of 2021... We have a dude that has the ability, when it's all going right, to be an incredible player. Um, that being said, his ability to put it all together is ha, has not uh, come to fruition too terribly often over his career. So when we look at his defensive run saved by season at shortstop, uh, we're going to start in 2016 because, again, 2014 was... Um, he, he was negative in 14 and 15, but both of those were relatively short stints because he was young. So 2016, he had a plus three. 2017, he had a plus two. 2018, he had a plus four. 2019, he had a plus 31 defensive run saved. 2020, in the shortened season, he had a plus six. And in 2021, at shortstop, he had a plus three. And at second base, he also had a plus three. Um... So, his, he, has, he has a 46 career defensive run saved at shortstop. But 31 of that 46 came in one season. Right? So, again, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to show all, all angles here. And I hope I'm, I'm doing a decent job. But this is, uh, again, I sound like a broken record. Someone who has the ability to pop off and be very, very good. Um, but consistency is not a strong suit, and he's gonna go through ups and downs, heavy ups and downs, and that I mean, outside of the thirty-one in twenty nineteen defensive runs saved, uh, his, his DRS has been has been good. It hasn't been like Gold Glove worthy or like oh my goodness, he's you know the the best defender on the planet by any stretch. But it's been above it's been above average. It's been it's been solid, right? So just a matter of, of which, the, he hasn't gone negative really in his entire career and a full season. So I know he had a lot of errors last year and DRS doesn't really care about errors. Um, er, errors are obviously something that need to be looked at, but I don't think having a lot or a little of errors really determines too terribly much how good of a defender you actually are. Um, so I, I, if he can cut the errors down, and, and give solid defense like he has most of his career. Uh, we, we also have to realize for, for perspective, this shortstop position has been one of the worst defensive positions. If not the worst single defensive situations in all of baseball for the last like five years. I mean, I, I mean ever since Iglesias left, I guess I should say. Um. So, for, for what for the last three years, four years now, uh, ever, ever since Iglesias left, the the shortstop position defensively has been an absolute joke. So, e- even if he doesn't put up thirty one, if he's get if he's still saying staying at that solid, you know, three to six range, I I mean that's still a, a a mighty improvement defensively than we have been given over the last. <laughs> several years. Okay, so, so that's the kind of player that we're getting. We're getting a, a streaky hitter with the bat. He's going to strike out a lot. He's not going to walk much, but he's going to run into some power. He's going to have really hot months. He's going to have really cold months, and it, we're just going to have to deal with it. And defensively, we're getting a sound, solid, good defensive shortstop that, that probably... I, I I don't think we're ever going to see a 31 DRS season from him ever again. Uh, but it, again, as long as he can he can do that and stay in that you know three to six range, uh, we're, we're 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 taking a big step forward at shortstop. I mean, I, again, this has been such a horrible shortstop situation over the last several years and throughout this rebuild. Uh, at a bare minimum, no matter what your opinion on if if we should have gotten him, if we shouldn't have gotten him, whatever. Uh, this is undoubtedly an improvement over the Zach Short, Willie Castro, Nico Goodrum show that has been going on over the last few years. All right, so we'll get into some of the, the mixed feelings and opinions and everything about the Javi Baez signing and what it means for the Tigers going forward after this. But first, I got to tell y'all about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline has you covered all season. For more props, odds, and lines than never before as football season continues the march into the playoffs. BetOnline online remains your number one spot for all your sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website interface to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKDOWN. This promo code On for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. But online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, everybody, we are back here for our third and final segment of Locked On Tigers. Uh, thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. Okay, Javi Baez. So <clears throat> the the f- fan. Base's reaction. A, a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of feelings out there. There's a lot of mixed feelings out there, um, and I, I kind of hear everybody, if that makes sense. I I, I don't want to take a middle stance, but I, I I pick and choose what I agree with because <laughs> there there are some things that I definitely agree with and some things I definitely don't. For starters, we'll get this out of the way real quick. If you like this signing for the sole purpose of it being cheaper, that's 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 ridiculous. That that's that is not a that is not a a reasonable thing. That Chris Illich is worth at least four billion dollars. Think about how rich it is to be a billionaire. <clears throat> Think about how crazy it is to have a billion dollars. He's done that four times. At least, okay. There, there is no there, there is no oh we're, we we saved money or oh we we got a value signing that that's ridiculous. That's preposterous. That is that is not a oh I didn't want Correa because he'd be too much money. I, it's not your money. It's a guy who has four billion dollars of net worths money, and I, I I promise he could have afforded Correa. I promise he still can. Even after signing Baez, Chris Illich could comfortably afford Correa. Now, he I he won't, right? Because there's there's uh budgets put in place by Chris Illich and everything, and he's he's told he he's the source of the money, so whatever he wants to spend is what we'll end up spending. But any notion that this is quote-unquote better for the team only because of financial flexibility is ridiculous. If Chris Illich wanted to spend, he would spend. The Los Angeles Angels owner, his net worth is lower than Chris Eyes. okay? It's lower than our owners. He is paying Mike Trout the biggest contract in baseball history. They have Shohei Otani, who's not getting paid nothing. They just signed Anthony Rendon, to a, I would call it a mega deal, and they're still in on Carlos Correa. There is no excuse. There, there is none of this. There is, there, there is no budget moves for a dude whose net worth is four billion dollars. You're not budgeting yourself. You're not. Oh, now we can spend more on anything else. Now we can go get a pitcher and, and go do this. No, he he could comfortably afford to get Correa and get pitchers and get more free agents if he wanted to. Clearly he didn't want to. That's different. His ability or inability to give our front office money and resources to sign players is and I know they they still dished out uh whatever, 140 million dollars. I I'm you know, we 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 got an improvement at shortstop. The shortstop situation is better than it was 24 hours ago, but by by quite a lot at that. Okay, I I completely understand. I'm not saying he didn't do anything. I'm just saying the the mindset of, oh, we got Baez, so now we can sign other people, and I'm happy about that, is flawed. Because we could have done that and signed Correa, (laughs) I promise. I'm not. I'm. I'm not. I'm not one for defending uh, and sticking up for billionaires too terribly often. So that is my. Uh, that that is my my first point I want to make. But I think. Look again. It's an improvement. It's a. It's a. It's a hell of an improvement. This this shortstop situation, as I've mentioned a million times already, has been horrible. But we went through five years. Five years of horrible baseball. Terrible. We traded everyone away. We went through five straight years of 98 plus losses. Bottom of the barrel. Seller-dweller type of baseball for five straight years. And when the best shortstop to hit free agency since Alex Rodriguez. Almost 20 years ago now hit the open market we decided we wanted to take a cheaper option and i don't i don't think that's very fair to a fan base and again i've said it a billion times now it's an improvement it's an improvement they 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 improved this, our biggest need but i i can't help but feel a little bit like taking the cheaper option isn't really fair. Maybe fair is too strong of a word. I don't understand the justification for picking the cheaper option when you can more than afford to take the more expensive option. Even if you're budgeting, quote unquote, our our, our payroll is Comfortably in the bottom half of the league, even after signing Erod, and Miggie's contract is off the books in two years. Not that that matters either, but that's a whole different conversation. So I, I can't help but feel a little bit like just just somewhat of of a anticlimactic ending to the shortstop s- saga because. This was this was. We went through five half a decade, man, half a decade of of horribleness, and our now best player at the current moment on the entire roster is Javier Baez. And again, fine player, good player, big step in the right direction. I'm I'm not sure Javier Baez should be the best player on a on a on a team that's trying to to compete. And and we do have people that will take big steps forward. Like Torkelson and, and Green will be rookies and you know in two or three years when they hit their stride and hit their peak they will they will turn into the great players that we know and everything. Um, and and you know the lineup the lineup looks encouraging right you're sticking Javi in a lineup you have green and Torkelson in a lineup it looks encouraging. Uh, it it would look just as if not much more encouraging with with Carlos Correa in there. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm I'm not trying to say that it's it's not an improvement. I'm not trying to stop anyone's excitement. If you want to be excited, go ahead and be excited. Don't let me stand in your way. All I'm saying is af- it, after after all of the last 5 years um Making the the current at the current juncture, making the centerpiece Javier Baez just seems to be to me is a little bit underwhelming. That being said, that lineup with Javi and Torque and Green in it does look damn good. That that's a that's a that looks like a good lineup. And we have a pitching staff now with the three kids and Erod. We had a decent bullpen last year. Next year could be a whole hell of a lot of fun, man. Javier Baez is a Detroit Tiger. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. Next episode, we start our. Uh, maybe we'll do an episode just like recapping the whole lockout and kind of like what's being debated and everything. Just so everybody, I don't know if you guys want to hear my opinion of the lockout situation. Uh, forewarning, I'm incredibly pro-player. So if uh, and an anti-owner. So if you if you don't want to listen to me. Spew that uh propaganda, then maybe those aren't the episodes for you. But I think that that those are probably some things we'll cover. But we're headed into the lockout, and content's going to be really dry. So we'll get back on the player profiles too. We'll, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll have a good time. Now make your second listen though after you make your first listen. Locked on Tigers. Make your second listen. Locked on Bets. Your daily one stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. All right. Javi buys is the Tiger. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Peace and love. Going to Therapy's Dope, and I'll catch you on tomorrow. Go Tigers, baby.